0: You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio. Dr. Corey Allen, where we are having straightforward, honest regular weekly conversations about life and love and marriage and sex and all that that entails where we love to hear from you because you help set the the framework and the topics for what we discuss and the experts that I find to join me and the messages that we try to share because we want married sex to be the hotbed for sex because that's what we fully believe And so we love to hear from you, and you can do a couple different things. One, call us on our voicemail line, 214-702-9565, or feedback at sexymarriageradio.com if you'd prefer to email, or iTunes, leave a rate and review of a comment. Um, There's all kinds of ways to find us, and we want to hear because you help set the stage. The Sexy Marriage Nation is the sexiest group of people there is. And we want to continue to increase the sexiness that happens and then the sex therein, I guess. So, but without further ado, I've got to bring on my guest that's joining me today. Um, And this is Leo Babauta of ZenHabits.net. So we've known each other, man, it's been over 10 years, I think, is when, when Zen Habits, that's when I first came across it. Um, I don't remember when you exactly started it, but you like uh, 2007. Okay, so yeah. shortly after is when simple marriage started and yeah. I I credit some of sexy uh, simple marriages and now in turn sexy marriage radios success to Zen habits because of the relationship we had and the the chance I had to write for your site some as it was exploding. So, yeah. um, Oh,
1: cool. That's very cool. It's
0: yeah. So I have to say thank you for that right off the top, Leo. Um,
1: But yeah, I mean, that's, that's how it works. We all just kind of help each other. And that's, I mean, I was helped by many others as well. So it goes around, right? But
0: Since I've known you for a while, some of the sexy marriage nation may not know who you are. So if you wouldn't mind, just kind of give a brief, here's Leo spiel.
1: Sure. (laughs) Yeah. So as you said, creator of a blog called Zen Habits, it's fairly widely read. And it's about, habits and simplicity and mindfulness and creating change in your life in a slow, sustainable way. Mm -hmm. Um, And it all started when I was changing my life. You know, I was overweight, deeply in debt, like, you know, full of clutter, just a lot of stuff that I didn't like about myself and felt stuck in my life. And this was in 2005. Okay. and I decided to just pick one change and start changing just focus on that because I had like a long list of things I wanted to <laughs> as most to people do yes well done yeah so I, I i quit smoking and i had already tried that a bunch of times but i did a bunch of research really committed myself poured my whole being into it like i was saving my life which i really felt i was mm-hmm. and saving the life of my wife and kids um and it worked and so I started applying the same ideas to running and eating healthier and getting out of debt. And one thing at a, at a time, my whole life changed. At the end of 2006, not only was I smoke-free, I had lost a bunch of weight. I ran my first marathon. I was you know, much further along the path of getting out of debt. Simplified my life, was on my way to becoming a minimalist, was a vegetarian. And I started Zen Habits uh, right after that. So... Um, The rest has been kind of a wild ride. And uh, (laughs) now I've helped, you know, thousands and thousands of people change their lives in in different ways and find mindfulness and simplify. Right. And um, yeah, so that's kind of my journey. And as you know, I'm married. I have six kids, a blended kind of Brady Bunch family, three boys, three girls, and um, four of them are adults now. So my journey as a parent has really changed. Yeah, that's quite Uh, the
0: evolution as that whole process goes along.
1: Yeah, it's it's, and I'm still learning a ton, and it's still very rich experience. But that's kind of my life. I now, when I started the blog, I was on Guam, uh, where I'm from, my Mm -hmm. family's from. But we moved in 2010 to San Francisco, and now I'm in Davis, California, Northern California. Okay. So we we've moved and changed our whole life, um, and learned a lot in that process as well.
0: Okay. And that's and that's kind of where I want to go because you know, Sexy Marriage Radio, as it's evolved. Um, you know, I try to bring on weekly, uh, guests that can speak to certain aspects of married life or sexuality or, and, and it it might seem like a reach. I think, I don't know what you originally thought when I reached out to you said, Hey, this is what I'm looking for. And I do a show on married sex and would love to have you come on as a guest. And you're like, I'm a Zen dude. Hold on. You know, (laughs) but, but it's, it's interesting because your story, uh, is captivating to me because in a world where everybody is, is typically has a level of unhappiness or disappointment or frustration or freneticness to it Mm -hmm. because of just schedules and life and seasons and whatever, you're one that, uh, not only just like, I'm going to do this for me. You're one that then shared it and, and it, yeah, I mean, that's in habits from what I remember, Absolutely. it kind of started because you're like, I'm going to just share the habits in my journey as kind of a diary. And then lo and behold, yeah. your success bled to other success, which then gets a tremendous momentum going. And
1: yeah, it, 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 it kind of tapped into something that I didn't realize people re- were really craving for. And so, yeah, I was just trying to share stuff, like you said, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden, like it, it connected to people. And I realized that they really wanted simplicity in their lives. They wanted some slowness. Mm-hmm. You talked about that freneticism. They wanted a, a ability to slow down and, you know, find mindfulness. And they were feeling stuck in their lives. So they wanted to change their habits right. and a lot of things like that. So... This thing that people really wanted, I happen to be just sharing, right, just because right. that's what I was going through. And, and that's, so, yeah, that that's really great timing,
0: things. and it's also a lot of intentionality on your part. But what I'm, what I'm interested in, I think, what Sexy Marriage Nation would would benefit from, is how has your uh, path impacted your family life and your marriage? Because one of the things that I believe with Sexy Marriage Radio, and we constantly are teaching and, and preaching about is that marriage works more on us more than we could ever on it. it I, I mean, I think of it as Absolutely. marriage. Marriage is a people-growing machine. It, it, it challenges us to yeah. be better when I'm with somebody I care about, just because I live in close proximity to them. You know, I, can't, I can't put on airs with my wife. She sees right through it because she knows me. Right. So
1: that's absolutely it's, true. Yeah. It's
0: that whole concept of, I'm assuming in the Babauta household, there's been times where Leo has gotten maybe a little, uh, Arrogant about look at my success and your wife has been able to come in and say, uh, "Excuse me, hold on, slap me down." Right, you're you're not all you're saying you are. Just realize that because that's at least that's what happens in the Allen household. Is <laughs> sometimes Pam will look at me and say, uh, "You are not Dr. Allen here right now. You are just <laughs> my husband." So knock that off. So I'm just curious, how how have you seen the change in the the transformation because not only does it help your readers I got to assume it's a direct impact to your family.
1: Yeah and the impact my, of my family on me has gone towards my readers as well so it's definitely gone absolutely in both directions. Yeah um, how has that how has what I've been doing with, uh, with Zed Habits and, and the, my readers and w- in my own life affected my, my well, marriage? Yeah, and just, my family?
0: just how is your journey Impacted? How how have you seen the the, it influence your relationships? How has it impacted your family? How has it? I mean, because you made a comment. Specifically, my marriage. Say again. Specifically, my marriage. Absolutely, because you made a comment that um, you you decided I gotta quit smoking to save my life, and then in turn also save my my wife and my kid's life. And yeah, and I think that's you're on to kind of the point I'm thinking of that your journey has direct influence and impact on them. And then the reverse Absolutely. is true. And so I'm just curious if yeah. you've got some, what have you noticed through the, you know, 11, 12 years that this has been going on, on to this level of intentionality? What have you noticed that's different?
1: Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, the, the journey has been completely intertwined with my wife's and my kids, especially my wife, you know, we're in such a close relationship that you can't not, you know, impact the other person when you change something about yourself. Right. So uh, the smoking is a great example of how you know, we were both smokers. We both wanted to quit. We both had a really hard time. Okay. And she was pregnant with our sixth kid when I decided to quit. And I knew she, she stopped smoking during the pregnancy, but I knew as soon as she gave birth, she'd be back to smoking again. That was her right. pattern. Right. And so I knew that if I could quit now during her pregnancy, mm-hmm. her chances of not smoking again was going to be huge. And so that was a huge driver of actually m- me changing and trying to change then was like, I wanted to help her. Right. And it actually happened. She, she didn't go back to smoking. And so that was a huge impact on her right. and her, you know, kind of holding me in that space of like, okay, are you going to quit or not? Cause if not, I'm going back to it too. <laughs> right. um, Added pressure. That really impacted me. So we were huge impact on each other in, in that example. And every single instance along the way, it's been the same thing when, when we wanted to, Get out of debt you know that was a joint venture the whole way we had to do it as a team um and so you know we started making all kinds of changes for not only ourselves personally but our family how we parented we started doing things that were like free or cheap with our kids instead of all you know spending a bunch of money on family activities um we uh yeah so that was debt we started um simplifying so first it was just me, right? I'm like, I'm going to simplify them. And she's like, well, don't touch my, my stuff. And I'm like, don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> just my drawers, my side of the closet. Um, and so I started just simplifying my stuff, but as she saw it and heard me talking about it, it influenced her and she started doing a little bit of it. She's like, here's what I, here's what I want to try. And she right. started reading about it like I was. Um, and then that changed how we parented our kids. We started simplifying the rest of our lives. And it's always been like that where, um, one of us, usually me, but a lot of times it's her as well, where she, one of us will make a change and say, okay, you don't have to do this, but I, I want to do this for myself. Right. And the other one will either be like a little bit resistant, like, I'm not sure I like this change or will be like, cool, I'll support you. I'm not going to do it right. myself, but I'll right. support you in a, any way I can. So it's usually one of those two situations and, um, but then when one person does it, it definitely influences the other one to be thinking about that kind of change in their life. It's like an inspiration, right? It's like, right. you know, you're exposing them to something that they weren't exposed to. And so all along the way we've been changed, we've changed our entire lives. I became vegetarian. She's like, don't touch my meat. You know, <laughs> I'm not giving that up. She eventually gave up red meat, then chicken, then fish, and then it became vegetarian. And then, um, Eventually, we both came vegan, and that was a huge thing. Which we were both uh, influencing each other, and yeah. you know, watching things about how animals were treated and yeah. all these other things like that. Um, we've done the same thing with parenting. You know, as all along the way, like I was reading things about, you know, how we shouldn't spank our kids, but we were raised that way, so we right. spanked our kids. Just followed for the, years. Followed
0: the generational trend in a will. In, yeah. in a Will.
1: But we influence each other there, and now we don't do that, and we've we've changed our parenting style completely—not just in terms of spanking, but right. just how we talk to the kids and right. treat them. Uh, so that's our yeah. journey has been a, a joint journey the entire way, and it's been incredible. And including in our just a, our our relationship as a married couple, we've constantly been influencing each other, and yeah. still. Still doing that to this day. It hasn't ended.
0: And that's a cool point just because it, what you're talking about is just this whole concept of I can only change me, but I know I have influence on others. And it's particularly influence on those I live life with. But yeah. at the same time, sometimes it's hardest to change me in the context of the people I live life with because of how it impacts them. You know, Because they might be, right. don't touch my stuff. Don't touch my meat. (laughs) You know those are (laughs) those are common things. I mean, I have that. I had a call this morning from somebody interested in counseling and in wanting marriage work, but not sure he could convince his wife. And so my reply was, "Okay, I understand. My philosophy is, if you're looking for help for your marriage, come invite her along. If she wants to come, she will. If she doesn't, she won't. We can still work." And you can, yes. still, you can still take charge of you and your side of the co-created nature of the relationship. So it's, it is really that simple, even though we don't often see it that way.
1: That, that's absolutely right. And in fact, what the word you use, co-created, is, is exactly the word that I, I use in my mind. It's like we're co-creating our relationship. Yep. We're co-creating every moment that we spend together. Our entire lives are co-created. Yep. And so you can do your part on your own. And that's helping to co-create this moment. Whatever she's bringing to it is, is her flavor of it. But right. you can all you can do is is your own side of it. And that definitely influences not only the co-created nature, but like how she's experiencing it and maybe how she comes in the future. So yeah. It's, Absolutely. It's, and this repeated is repeated many times in my life.
0: Yeah. And this is that concept of, I think of it through the lens of if like, all right, so let's just use you as the example. So Leo uh 15 years ago wasn't necessarily the leo he wanted to be and so he finally thought all right let's get let's get simple let's make this one habit at a time which is brilliant to to because that's the hard it is so hard to change our life unless that's i right. get it really really simple bite sized baby step ish almost to where yeah. I, I don't overwhelm myself because we get in a perfection society of oh, I could do this and this and this. And it's a whole overhaul and you just can't do it. We, we
1: underestimate how hard it is, actually. I think. Well, sure. It's I mean, big- one, of,
0: one of the things, w- just a quick side note, one of the biggest takeaways I had from early on of reading your work and then even your book, Power: The Power of Less, was just your philosophy of if you want to declutter a room, start with a drawer. You know, just, yeah. just pull out <laughs> one drawer, declutter it, put it back, and then Revel in the joy of accomplishing that one joy. Soak it all in of look at what I did with one drawer, right? And, yeah. And it really is my
1: biggest secret.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You give away everything anyway, though, Leo. So
1: <laughs> almost. I'm joking. <laughs> but, no, that's that's definitely one of my my favorite uh, secrets. And it's not a secret, but it's, right. yeah, it works so well. Right. But
0: so as you go through the process, you're becoming better which a better you puts more influence on the people that do life with you to be better. And I, I think that's the whole context to me of marriage and family. That's what it's designed for.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Like you said, it's a it's a machine for, for human growth,
0: right? Yeah, I, I love that. Absolutely, it is. That's not mine. I can't that's not I I can't claim that one. I'm so. crediting
1: I'm crediting it to you. Okay. Copyright.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh wait, hold on. Now we're we need to put some lawyer speak into this thing. Um, but but it's just so as you as you keep challenging yourself and then mm-hmm. in turn your your family, as your kids have adopted to this, um, and and uh, shift it. Cause I got to assume some of what you guys have done has gone oh, probably pretty well against the stream of culture and society. Oh yeah. Very much so. Um, um, yeah. Every, almost
1: everything we've done.
0: <laughs> so, so I'm curious, how did, how did you guys navigate the buy-in or the lack thereof with them?
1: It's, it's a lot of it's the same kind of process of, it's kind of like I'm changing my thing. I'm telling you about it so you can understand it, how it might impact you and and why I'm doing it. And in that process of telling you about it, doing it, and then showing you uh, what benefits, you know, what's come out of it and just Mm -hmm. talking to you about the whole thing, struggles, but also victories, they are kind of along for the ride. The kids are are hearing about that. And they're like, oh, that's interesting. Or like, oh, that's cool. Like, oh, that's, you know, weird. But (laughs) all along the way, (laughs) They're there with you and they're rooting for you. Like they actually really want you to succeed. Right. And 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 they st- they understand it much better than, you know, society as a whole would, because like you said, it's a lot of it's against the grain of our culture. And so they understand it much better than, than most people would because right. they're there. And so they're much more open to suggestions like, hey, you want to try doing this too? And sometimes it can be like a challenge, like let's do a family challenge where we're all you know, trying to get rid of a certain number of things, or let's all do push-ups together. Right. You know, like we we challenge each other like that, and that's part of me um, as one of the leaders of our family is like, let's let's challenge ourselves and be a, a conscious mm-hmm. machine for growth, where we're we're let's let's all grow together. And um, yeah, over the years, the kids have stepped up to these challenges with a lot of times with excitement, sometimes with a little resistance. Sure. But but that's actually good is when they have resistance because you can talk to them about it and actually understand why they're resisting and help them to work through resistance, which is something I think incredibly valuable Absolutely. for their adult lives. Yeah, because we all have um, to face so, that. Yeah. And so all along this process, they're learning about change. They're learning about you know group dynamics. They're learning about like how, you know, uh, how to be happy, how to be content, how to be healthy, how to live like incredible lives. And um, learning about relationships and how like imposing change is one thing, but inviting to change is a whole different, um, Absolutely, inviting and challenging is a whole different, uh, you know, dynamic. And so they can see that like, I'm not necessarily forcing things down their throat, but a lot of times I'm inviting them along the journey and they respond usually pretty well. Not always. Well, um, but- sure. I
0: mean, there's always, we, we can't do something for someone else. But mm-hmm. I can not inspire it, or invite it, or encourage it, as opposed to the edict right. of "No, no, no, this is what we're doing." Because I think, I think we shoot ourselves in the foot most when we do subtle little things that are kind of go against what you guys have modeled and what you've modeled right. in your life. Of you, you say it, it falls into the "Do as I say, not as I do" category. Right. You know, it's like if you were right. to start complaining to your wife, she needs to start smoking as you're stop smoking as as you're lighting up. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. hold on. <laughs> what, <laughs> Which message is stronger, what, right? what message? Yeah, that's horrible. And I mean, what comes to my mind is the journey. So when I've, been, I've been with Pam for 25 years now. And when we first got married, we took um, her childhood piano from her parents' house. And we've, so I've moved that thing like five times in our marriage. And I don't like moving a piano. It's not, it's not a lot of fun. But yeah. she always had this, I want our kids to be able I want to have the chance our kids could play. And so when our kids got older and she's sitting there going, I really want to get them into piano. I want to I wanna make them take lessons. And she's going through this whole litmus test of things that she thinks I mean, we need to just do it because it's good for them, right? I mean, it's just good for them to have that. And then something like Yeah. And then something clicked and she goes, You know what? If I want them to play, maybe I need to spend more time playing. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm like, You're spot on with that assessment yeah, right there, that's girl. Right. And that shifted it to where now our daughter plays. Um, she's kind of given it up now and shifted to the violin. But it's just because Pam started sitting down at the piano, some when they were around. And it's because like, I want to do this. And the ulterior motive is I want you to do it too. But, <laughs> but I want to do sure. it. I want to lead by example. And I think we don't recognize that it really is that simple of, if I want to change something in my life, I got to lead by example and then invite. I can't just require other people to go according to what I deem is right.
1: Yeah. And a couple of things about that is uh, my wife and I have this agreement where we can invite each other, like constantly invite each other, but the other person doesn't have to feel any pressure to accept that right. invitation. So that's right. kind of an explicit thing. But what happens is a lot of times is they will actually take up that invitation. So mm-hmm. you just keep inviting and maybe invite them to the same thing multiple times. Right. You're like, hey, You're like, I'm having a lot of fun. It's a month later. You want to join me for the next month? Right. You know, something like that. Um, and the same thing with the kids. But what I found with the kids when they, when they feel resistance, another thing that really works well is to invite them to an experiment where they just do it for a week or two weeks. Okay. And that limited term thing helps them a lot. It's, be like, it's, it's a feeling of safety. Yep. Where... Like, this doesn't have to be for the rest of my life. I'm right. not making a permanent change, right? I'm just trying it out and right. yeah, dipping my toes in the water. Yeah, yeah. And the other part of that is if you can make it a fun invitation, like yep. who wants to be invited to <laughs> like, you know, like a colonoscopy or something like that? <laughs> but you know, I can see that like, I can see the cards <laughs> heading out now. Come join us, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but. I mean, like some people might so that, you know, but just most people aren't, aren't down for like really hard, right. painful things. But, um, if you invite them to something that's fun and you make a game out of it, or right. like, you know, just an adventure that actually highlights a way of doing change that isn't about discipline and harshness and hardness. It's about play and fun and adventure Right and exploration, and I
0: think that I think
1: a, they, they respond really well to those invitations. And that's
0: a great uh, delineation because if you're talking about change, the meaning to people when they hear that word is across the board. You know, some people thrive on it and they love it, and some people dread it. That's the that's the worst thing in their world is when something changes because they want the consistency and the normalcy, absolutely, of the routine of life. But if you're talking about trying to put the context of change and habits together, those have different meanings, too, on the connotations. Mm. Like, oh, habits, man, I don't, you know, (laughs) because maybe you go all the way back to the habit of, I got to brush my teeth, and now we just don't even think about it, most likely. It's like, you know what, that's just what I do. I just, I go in, I brush my teeth, and then I move on to the next thing. But when you're a kid, you're always having to be reminded, hey, did you do that? Oh, no, I didn't, you know, because we kind of dread it. But if you can just change the connotation, of what could be a stumbling block or something that is a, a, a struggle or a hurdle, that that changes the invitation, possibly. That changes the spirit of it to where maybe now all of a sudden they see it as, I do want to be a part of that. I look at the fun of that. Look at the joy. Look at what that's yeah. bringing in life. And I, I think that's yeah. a good
1: thing. And a, part, and a big part of it, uh, you use the word co-create. That's kind of what it is, is what can I create with this change. A lot of times we feel like change is giving us these negative things, right. but what is something new that I can create? And that's for, for me, for example, smoking. It's like, oh, I'm giving up this thing that gives me pleasure. But actually I'm creating this new life that's full of joy and and lots of healthy pleasures, Right. Uh, more mindfulness. And so this like, what can I create with this change? Um, is a great way to invite people to, to join okay. you. So
0: that then spins into, if I'm going to start changing things or challenging some things in my marriage or in my family, I can flip it to, I'm not trying to eliminate something, I'm flipping it to, look at what we could possibly create, look at what could be born yeah. out of this. So that that does help improve the spirit or the feelings associated with it. Because now all of a sudden, maybe we move into something completely different together that we didn't even know. And... Yeah. We both reap the
1: benefits of that. It also changes the flavor of how you're, you, you're viewing them. So they might feel if you say, oh, you should, you know, you should clean up your mess. You should start, you know, change <laughs> right. uh, your smoking habits. You should, you know, get out of debt, all these things that feels judgmental. Yep. And so no one wants to be judged. And the more you like say, tell them that you should change something that is bad about them, the more they like resist and like feel really resentful towards that. And I think Where, that's a if, human thing,
0: and, right? That that's that's almost absolutely. like a human emotion of. I mean, I, I put this under. Tell me, tell me what you think of this, Leo. So when I have a couple come in and I start noticing that tension between them, of one person's basically judging subtly the other. Yes. Um, I put it under the uh, the umbrella of "I love you, but don't tell me what to do," because I think right. everybody gets to that point of "No, no, no, don't judge me." Just, right. You know, and and I and I just have an instinctual defensiveness to that or reaction that I can't necessarily yeah. even control. It's just there. It's a, it's a fight or flight it just happens. survival. Thing. And,
1: and that is actually the biggest obstacle to uh, a change, a group change or a, a couple change is that defensiveness. So right. if you can overcome it by not judging them, you should never have an invitation where they feel judged, but instead an invitation where they feel like, Oh, there's something cool that we can do together. Like, you know, if we want to stop smoking together Instead of like, oh, you should quit that. It's a horrible, dirty habit. Right. Right. But more like, hey, you know, let's let's try and like create this amazing, healthy life together, like envision something. Right. That that they would love and and lay that vision out before them that makes them feel excited and like wanting to join you on this beautiful thing. Um, versus like judged, and th- that defensiveness comes up, the walls come up, and then like good luck overcoming right.
0: that. <laughs> and, and okay, and so let's let's kind of spin it this way as we kind of wrap this whole thing up. That can, that same concept still applies to how we speak to ourselves. Of, that's exactly I, right. I can judge myself on oh I should be doing this. I mean that's uh, that's the whole comedic way of saying I should all over myself. A lot <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah. know it, I, I, I live with the oughts and the shoulds and I, and those are all just judgments that typically is that that vicious spiral of man'm I'm, I'm not worth anything and then we just get really down on ourselves rather than seeing the innate beauty and you know uniqueness we each have
1: and that's that's like what you just hit on is one of the key problems that most people have when they try, they're trying to change their own lives. Is that judgmental? Yep. Like I should, or dang it, I keep messing up. And there's guilt. There's like you know uh, all this feeling of of lack of self worth, and that gets in the way. Because what happens is next time you think about you know trying to like, exercise, and you think about all those times that you didn't, and you <laughs> right. feel
0: really judgmental.
1: Right. Right. What happens is you start to uh, feel ju- uh, actually defensive at that point where you don't even want to think about it. Yeah. You're like, okay, I don't want to think about this horrible thing about myself yep. because it's just such a horrible experience yep. to think about how bad you are. So instead, it's more like, what can I create? No judgmental, like looking at yourself, but yeah, exactly the same thing. What can I create that's going to be beautiful, amazing, it's going to get me excited and motivated. And if you notice yourself judging yourself, that's when the practice of like self-compassion uh, comes okay. in. And we, I can share, you know, like... The traditional like self-compassion or just compassion meditations that you can do for yourself and for your wife or, or husband right. that you are judging. Like You might feel like they're doing all this bad stuff, but can you find compassion for them? And they feel that. That transforms how you look at them and how, how they feel about how you look at them. Right. And that also changes the invitation as well, because if they feel like you have compassion towards them rather than being judgmental, that's that's a completely different relationship. To them and to yourself. It's the same yeah, way. Yeah, And like that's days.
0: where, it, so in essence, what you're saying is this whole process can uh, feed off itself in negative ways or in positive ways. And it really comes down to how do we harness our side of this co-created journey and, and shift it or, or spin it, as f- whatever we need to do, to the more positive because then that influence rises us all up rather than bogs us all down. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I hear the music. I'm feeling really sexy because of it. <laughs> hey, Well, then we probably need to wrap this up so you can go find your wife. Um, <laughs> so uh, tell everybody, how, how can they find more about you? And if they, if they like what you're talking about and they're interested in more of your work, uh, I, I want them to be able to find, find where, you, where you reside most.
1: Sure. Uh, zenhabits.net is the, uh, the blog and the website. It's free. Lots of great free articles on there. I have a membership program where you can help change your habits one at a time. Um, and that is called Sea Change. And you can find that on the site. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I mentioned to you before, we started recording, I am launching a new podcast within the next uh, month or two. So I'm excited about that. It's going to be called the Zen Habits Podcast. It's not out yet, I awesome. haven't actually announced it. Your um, listeners are going to be the, one of the first ones. Hey, to breaking hear about it. news! <laughs> yeah, so I'm really excited about that. So hopefully, I can explore more of this stuff that we we talked about today. That's great. Well, Leo, I have to say thank
0: you for um, being a trendsetter of, of kind of being a part of the wave that does help with the simplification and and the habits and just really do bring about change that that lasts. And that's your message is spot on, man. I, I love it. Thank you. And
1: yeah, thanks for having me. It was, it was a fun conversation. Great. And
0: uh, so for those of you in the Sexy Marriage Nation, I got to say thank you for taking out some time of your day to spend it with us. Um, if we left something that uh, brings about a question or a thought, let us know. 214-702-9565. Or as always, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. We'll see you next time.